0: Rebuild your life from a place of embodied listening and quiet knowing. To learn more and register for this live stream, go to eomega.org slash thrive.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1
0: per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase.
1: That's shopify.com slash specialoffer.
0: Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman.
1: Listen, they're all around you,
0: close as a thought or a memory, Messages of Hope, Messages of Hope.
2: Well, hello everybody. I'm so happy to be back for another episode of the show, and I just love the feedback I get from so many of you who listen to the show regularly. I'm so pleased that you enjoy it. I sure love connecting with all of you and sharing the things that are my passion, talking about the afterlife, talking about the, the spirit world, and our world here, how to raise our consciousness and make it so much more enjoyable for all of us, peaceful, love-filled. That's why we're here, and that's what our guest is going to talk about to us about in just a minute, but I wanted to first give a big thank you to my husband, who many call St. Ty. We started out this morning in the little town of Pinedale, Wyoming. We are headed for Casper, Wyoming, and when he looked at the map, he saw that there was not a single town on the route, and we need an internet signal to do this show. So he found a different route, rerouted us through the town of Rawlins, Wyoming, where we are now. We went an hour or so out of our way, and we got here a little while ago and just sat here in the parking lot of the Recreation Center picking up the Internet signal from cellular, and then we'll get back on the road because we still have a couple hours to go today. But, you know, that man never complains about these interruptions for the radio show. He never rolls his eyes. He just says, we're on a mission, and we're going to do it, and I just love him to pieces. So. Ha! Huh. Anybody listening from Rawlins, Wyoming, come on down to the parking lot across from the rec center at a few minutes before the hour. I will give you an autographed book before we get on the road. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? I'll let you all know next week if anybody takes me up on that offer. All right. So today, my guest is standing by. Her name is Lynn Russell. She's had a lifetime of studying various spiritual philosophies. The reason she's on the show today is because she has become an expert in near-death experiences after researching over 2,500 cases. She wrote a book about what she learned, and it is a wonderful book. I'm holding it in my hand right now. I love the color and the color of the cover and the design on the cover. The book is called... The Wonder of You, What the Near-Death Experience Tells You About Yourself. And that's just the perfect title because we are wondrous beings. And that's one of the things you learn from near-death experiences. So her interest in science helped to add a really profound understanding about the link between science and spirituality. So we'll talk about that today. And I just want to mention that Lynn is a Unitarian Universalist chaplain And she gives workshops on concepts about near-death experiences and science. So, Lynn, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And I just asked her where she's coming from. And she's coming from a a town in Alberta, Canada. So you may hear her say a boat instead of about one (laughs) or two times. I've heard it already, and I just love that. We went through her town of Lethbridge, Canada last year. So, Lynn, what... What's in your background, anything in your upbringing that led you to this work of researching near death experiences?
1: Well, a few things. Um, I, uh, when I was a baby about five months old, I, I had um, whooping cough and double pneumonia in both lungs. And so um, I was very ill and I think I probably died that um, I was in the hospital and um and I, but the thing is that that sort of got me to be a very spiritual person throughout my life, all my life. When I found out I was going to die, uh, about eight or nine, that then I became very interested in spirituality and studying to find out what was going to happen. Because my when mother you, was an age. Yeah, go ahead.
2: When you say you found out you were going to die at age eight, do you mean when you find out that everybody's going to die or did you have another yeah, illness? Yeah.
1: No, uh, uh, eventually going to die. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so my mother was an atheist, and she said that when you die, you just disappear. And I didn't want that. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I agree with terrified. you. <laughs> <laughs> I became terrified of dying, and that got me studying all kinds of different religions to find answers, and um, that went on to spirituality, and that's where I am today.
2: And you made the statement you know you've you've been a spiritual person. I'd love to hear what that means to you. What does it mean to be a well, spiritual person
1: um well what, one of the things is that even though I was raised in an atheist family, I always had this feeling that there was something beyond something more um so that was that was part of it the other thing is i i was always very sensitive to others and how they felt and how they reacted and i i always wanted to reach out and be kind and the other thing is that in my teens i started studying all kinds of religions and spiritual philosophies and that 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 hasn't ended actually i still <laughs> I still find things to study
2: I know it's a passion, isn't it? So many of the who are listening now can definitely identify with that. And I know that that feeling you described of knowing there's something more, that's the soul speaking to us. That's that part that won't let us Mm -hmm. give up because we just know. Yeah. Yeah. So let's jump right to your wonderful book, The Wonder of You. What made you
1: decide to write that? Well, when I was doing the research for Dr. Long, Oh, we need to stop a sec. We
2: need to stop. Let's tell people who Dr. Long is.
1: Oh, sorry. Dr. Long is the owner uh, with his wife, Jody, and they own the website, N D E R F, which stands for Near Death Experience Research Foundation, and I was on there on the chat line. And one day he asked if for a volunteer to do research for him, and I said yes. <laughs> oh. So uh, yeah, I just thought, wow, what an opportunity! And uh, I had just retired, so I had all kinds of time. <clears throat> and so that's that's how it all began. And so now did he write, okay, go ahead.
2: what was he hoping to achieve? Did he give you a specific task what you were looking for something in specific through all those thousands yeah. of yeah. n d e accounts yeah. on the website
1: yes what what I was doing is people write in and describe their um their their experience and what they went through, and then um there's a huge questionnaire that they have to ask answer after the, after they give their account. And so I would separate the account to how many people had um, saw the light and how many people entered the light and how many people oh, wow. saw a garden or, you know, and just splitting it up this tunnel and just different aspects and how many people had each part of that. Wow, now that I've read your
2: whole book. I tried to read the books of all of my guests, and you don't give those specifics. Are those statistics anywhere to be found on the nderf.org website?
1: You know where it is? Um, I did my, my research was for his book, um, Evidence of the Afterlife, um, mm-hmm. the, the Science of Near Death Experience. Okay,
2: so that's where yeah, that can so that be was- found.
1: Yes, and so mm-hmm. that that was that research that he used ah, my research okay. to for his book. Well, I think it's pretty cool then that you found
2: your own focus for a separate book from doing research for him. That's like a win-win situation. So what is the difference between his book with those kinds of that kind of evidence and the focus mm-hmm. of your book, The Wonder of you? Uh,
1: well, Dr. Long's book talks to other doctors and talks to more professional people to show that, yes, look at how many people this happened to or that happened to, and um, showing that, that NDEs are, in fact, real, true. Um, my book, when I started doing the research, I was interested in the death experiences. I'd already read quite a few, but but I was interested in the death experiences. But after a while, I started to... You know, they're they're repetitious after a few hundred, and I've got it down. Um, but I started to see the deeper messages that were coming back that were deep spiritual information, and so that's what I wanted to share with my first book. Nice, and we'll get
2: into that in the show. Yay. But, you know, <laughs> you just said something that's so affirming. Read, read 100 or 200 of these reports of people who've had what, are really not near-death experiences, but as you said, death experiences, and then they yes. came back, you say they're repetitious yes. after a while. And I think that's pretty affirming that it, it read enough of these and you get through the preponderance of the evidence an idea of what awaits us.
1: Yes, yes. And and the fact that that many people would have so many similarities, you know, it's, it, it really is astonishing.
2: Yeah. So the uh, deeper spiritual meaning that came out of these and we'll really dive into this as we go did it affirm or confirm what you had come to believe in your own spiritual path to that point?
1: Uh oh absolutely it was an affirming it was like yes that puts it all together for me um because I had my own spiritual experiences throughout my life and um and then I and I didn't really understand the experiences that I had had nothing co- you know put it together for me but when I started to do the research and getting these deeper messages then I was starting to see how it all fit together and basically the the oneness yeah Well,
2: you've done a masterful job of putting it all together in a very orderly way, yet it's readable. And what I love the most about your book, The Wonder of You, is that throughout each chapter, you include short snippets, very readable, long paragraphs from these thousands of death experiences that you read, the actual reports from people, and they're just fascinating.
1: Oh, great. Thank you.
2: And I have to tell you that I was just finishing the book on the last leg of our trip, here today and it gave me these brand new insights that had me so excited. Just peel back another layer of my onion. We're all constantly awakening more and more and more to who we are, and I was so excited. I was just like, I was just the love was bubbling up, and then I had to take over driving. And the insights are just <laughs> flowing in from my guides. And poor Ty's trying to read because it's his turn to sit in the passenger seat, and I'm like, honey, write this down. Oh, honey, write this down. And I'm writing it in code. And <laughs> I've given him all these acronyms. And I said, I know this doesn't make sense with you to you. Put up with me, please. And I know I'm going to be sharing a lot of that in my next monthly mentoring session. But it was, again, these your wonderful book and the experience of, of others that triggered this awareness. So yes. it's just a joy when it's all one big web, isn't it?
1: Yes. And that, that's <laughs> wonderful. Thank you so much for telling me that. Because that's exactly what I would want in my book. Yeah. That's why I wrote it, to tell people how magnificent they are. <laughs>
2: well, yeah, and they're wonderful—the wonder of you, yeah. So you are a Unitarian Universalist chaplain, yes, and lay chaplain. What? Uh, what kind? I, 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 I'm a lay chaplain. I'm a chaplain. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. You still help other <laughs> people through that service. And you said sure. already that what you found out was affirming to what you believe. But have, did you find any? conflicts between actual religious chaplaincy and the research
1: um, well I didn't get into religious chaplaincy because when I became a chaplain that was uh, five years ago and um, so I didn't get into the religion but I do have a conflict with some religions to do with what what I'm what I'm studying and what I'm trying to talk about and that mm-hmm. is that Anything that is judgmental or or makes people feel bad about themselves, there's something wrong with that.
2: Oh, I love that. I love that. And yet, it's interesting that as expressions of consciousness that we are, we all have our own viewpoint. Consciousness sees the world through our eyes. So at this level, I would say, okay, each to each his own. But ultimately, I bet you found ultimately we'll all come together.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Even if it's yes, at yes. another level, exactly. right? Beyond this world.
1: A- absolutely. And it really doesn't matter what you, what uh, religion you are because there is only oneness anyway. And that's the bottom line. You know that we are oh. all one. Now, that brings
2: up a whole different direction we can go. So people talk about oneness and it's a nice word. What did you learn from your research that makes it more than a nice word? Yeah,
1: I thank you. Um, I do find that people think that oneness is like we're sort of alike or that we are equal. And uh, it's much, much deeper than that. Um, When a person has a death experience, what happens is that when they leave their body, one of the things that happens, they feel this feeling of belonging to everything, that they are a part of everything. And uh, and and they, they they can't and then when some people are lucky enough to enter into the light and they feel that they become the light and then they yeah. become the, the creative force within the light. And and that is all oneness. Because the <laughs> bottom line is we already are there we never left the source we are at the source this very moment experiencing this experience yeah see you're you're doing it to me again
2: this is exactly (laughs) what was happening as i was reading your book going down the highway it's like this something inside me and that's it We, we can't put a name to it but you just did it as best as we can do in english the creative force and it's just wants to explode out of my chest right now and just love everybody to pieces and in, when you leave this body and you're no longer bound by it you know i am this you become yeah. the light but you yeah. already are right lynn yes exactly exactly uh, and that, oh, that i'm on fire with true. that light and that's the goal for all of us to understand that
1: <laughs> look yeah, what you started yeah yeah, yeah. And, and, actually and that it started the but What's the that? Second clue was the second clue was that quantum physics is starting to support this kind of thinking and that to in me what is way? so exciting
2: <laughs> in what way let's give us the quickie oh, science brief
1: um, well um in ways that we can't quite explain, we, our consciousness is not only connected to the universe, but we are also perpetually connected to the source, and that 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 connection is what I call consciousness. And, and many more are calling consciousness too, and there's experiments with the, with physics and and that show that somehow, in ways that we don't understand, we, our consciousness is connected to the universe, the whole universe, all
2: of that. <laughs> so I'm I'm having my breath taken away here. It's my guides that we're just going to correct. Mm, I don't want to say use the word correct, but let's shift that wording a little bit. Instead of saying we're connected to the source or connected to the universe, we are that. We are that. So picture a light bulb they're showing me right now with the power running through the light bulb. That power is what's animating your body. Your body's like the light bulb. So you're not connected to that power. You are it. But this little limited bit of it in the light bulb, right,
1: Lynn? Yes, thank you so much for clearing that up. That's true. That's, That's exactly what takes right. us to oneness. Yes, yes. Yeah. And we so. also have um, experiments that show that we are connected to the source consciously, that there's almost like a, a, a direct link between ourselves. what, what we, Because we're experiencing separation here, but this is an illusion. This isn't, this is just, we're making this up as we go along.
2: And so there's really no almost about it. We are that consciousness, just this limited version. The light bulb around us has caused us to turn that awareness down. Awareness being synonymous with the light. So that's the illusion. Take away the light bulb, the body, and kaboom. It's all just light.
1: Wow. Yes, that's right. Yeah, love it. Love and That's it. what's exciting for me. That just, was, that was, you know, that was just so exciting when I learned that, and and putting pieces all together, it was like yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Wow. Whew.
2: So, what did you find through your research? Is our purpose? Why would we come and squeeze our light into these little light bulbs? Yeah.
1: Well my way of seeing it is that if if imagine the source with nothing that's around it, that there's just literally nothing. That would be agony. I think that that would be, especially the source being conscious and being intelligent and being um, a love love as its base. And it's so creative. Nothing. Yes, exactly. And so creation would have happened instantly. And we are just, ex- we're just t- we are source creating this example or this experience of separation experience. in time and yeah. space. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And so and the purpose of that is just and to and do so it. The purpose <laughs> is to be. To, to, to be, to, to just experience, to give back to ourselves, the source. To have it, the experience know, like of circle. creation itself, yeah.
2: yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And, and so and we make more, of this world what we want to with our choices. Yeah, but be, very yeah. much. Very and when, much before there was any separation, that's just pure connectedness. And we all know at a spiritual level that is... Love. Love.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, Absolutely. so let's just bring this down just a little bit because this is not always aligned with love, this next topic. There are a lot of people who are frightened of death because they're afraid of punishment after death. Did you find anything in the 2,500 experiences of people who actually died and came back to tell about it that supports the concept of punishment or hell
1: not one not one neither
2: have have i in over in (laughs) thousands of readings with people who have actually died and come back to talk about it as spirit so
1: please continue Well, I was just going to say that there were people who had negative experiences and every single one of them that I read in all of those cases, every single one of them, as soon as they asked to be taken, take me out of here, get me out of this, they were out instantly. The other thing is that when they asked, well, what was that all about? They were told, well, you created that yourself that that was your creation because that's what you felt like you needed. I find that so affirming.
2: Could you just say that again, maybe in a different way, because it really bears repeating. Anything else you found out about that? So some did have negative experiences. What would you share as a negative experience? We can go there because we know it's an illusion. It's
1: creation of consciousness. Yes, yes, yes. What's it, What is it, What happened was each one of them had a different experience. There were no mm-hmm. two negative experiences that were alike, which I think is interesting because there's so many things that are alike in the that de- in the positive death experiences. So to me, that was that you were making this up yourself, you know. Um, but but it was it was that. Um, uh, they, it was it just the kind of stuff you read in books and, you know, that sometimes they were being eaten. I'm sorry, that sounds horrible. Do you really want yeah. me to talk about this? No, 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 I okay. did want you well, to I because like people things. have these, so why not mention
2: it? As long as we know that okay. all you have to do is say, hey, get me out of here, and boom, yeah. there's
1: the yeah, light. Yeah. Yeah. And one man was, one man was um, um, he was an atheist. <clears throat> And he found himself in a negative experience, and um, he didn't know how to get out of it. So he sang, "Jesus loves me," because that's what he created. In the de- during childhood. the death
2: experience, that's what he did. Yes, is that what you're yes. saying? Yes. I love it.
1: Yeah. Yes. And, and what he, happened and he instantly? Yeah, he just right away he was out in, immediately. So. Um, <laughs> That, that I loved. Another thing that happened was that th- there was one man that was, well, I, I think more than one. But anyway, um, this man was talking about seeing other, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice, seeing other spirits in the tr- tunnel as he was going up. And um, so he was saying to them, oh, come on. <laughs> and they're saying, no, we can't because we're not worthy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I thought that was so sad. Because they're not allowing themselves to go home to their base, to their reality. And yet,
2: as so many of these have shown, all they have to do is look at the light, follow the light, ask for help, and boom. So again, that's why part of the experience here for us is coming to know that there, this was a lesson my guides were talking to me about just yesterday. Worthy and unworthy are Human concepts, nothing to do with the soul, yes. which is pure yes. spirit. Yes. And yes. deserving and undeserving, same thing. Totally human yes. concepts. So you may carry that with you as soon as you pass, but that's just your lingering ego that's thoughts. Right. Yes. As soon as you yes. embrace
1: yes. the light, it just dissolves, right? And, and how can we be otherwise? If we are you know if we are the source experience and with that with that I have have to interrupt
2: you because we have to go to a break how can we be anything other than worthy is what Lynn Russell is asking I'm (laughs) loving this conversation I'm sorry I'm interrupting so much but you have lighted a fire (laughs) in me today Lynn we'll come back in three minutes everybody please join us
0: We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman.
2: Well, hi, everyone. I needed that chance to catch my breath because we are having a very spirited, pun intended, conversation with near-death experience researcher and author Lynn Russell. She's the author of the book, The Wonder of You. It actually has two editions. The second one has a great edition at the end about consciousness, and we may have time to get into that. But I want to just comment, Lynn, that your information in your book comes from so much research from 2,500 near-death experience accounts, my experience with this comes from talking to those who have died and are still outside of the body as a medium. That's what I do, and everything they tell me is supported by what those who have had the near-death experiences and the reports in your book say. It's all confirming. And then the beautiful part is that all of us can have our own adventures in consciousness. We can have out of body experiences or spiritually transformative experiences. And all of you listening can have your own personal experience of the love and the joy and the peace that is our birthright because we are this creative force. It's what enlivens you. It is you. So, Lynn, talk about that creativity a bit. What did you learn about our creativity in doing your research?
1: Well, the thing that I, it really excites me about this, because we are source. We are creating this existence right now, but we yeah. just we just continue to create when we leave a body. You know, we are just. We're doing the same thing it's just that we've created that we've left the body so um and it's so my point is that we have way more power to control than we give ourselves credit for having that is truth own.
2: that is truth and that's one of the huge insights the big ahas I had going down the highway was. Uh, my guides have used this term in the past. In fact, some friends had T-shirts made up with it on it, that there really is not an afterlife. I'm going to say that again. There is That's no nice. afterlife. There is only ever life. And the guide said, so stop calling it the afterlife and call it the ever life. Ha! <laughs> I love it. That's great. (laughs) Yeah, and that's why, because we're creative beings, what you said is so true, that if you cross the veil and immediately you don't like the experience you're having, you create a better one. You don't like the experience you're having here in this aspect of the ever life? Make more creative choices and do something about it if you can, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. Wow, 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 wow. So you, you know, said, even in your book, you choose the life you live, and we make our lives what they are. Talk some more about that yes. for us.
1: Well, through our attitudes, through the way we see the world, through um, the way we see ourselves um, and other people, and the choices that we make. If we, we, if we can keep our minds and our thoughts to a more positive you know looking at things in a more positive way then we make more positive solutions and, and suggestions for ourselves and choices and it really boils down to our choices
2: yeah and if we are seeing life through a less than positive lens what's your take on that
1: well, why then, is that happening then we create We create problems for ourselves. We choose situations that put us into problems in the future, and maybe not right then, but tomorrow and the day after. And then we say, how did this happen? Life does not happen to you. You are an active participant in creating the life you have.
2: And it happens for us as well. Yes, yes. Yeah, wow, yeah. And so some people might say, well, I didn't choose for my loved one to die. What do you say to that?
1: Well, actually, before we come into this existence, we do make plans. Not, not to the point where every single second is all planned out. But we have a plan of what we want to accomplish while we're here. And part of that is that we have spouses who leave us. And and it's it's our children, We you know, it's the negative things that happen in our lives as well as some of the positive things that we, you know, we don't think about ourselves as choosing the negatives, but we have before we come here. Some of them have been, some of them aren't, some of them are, you know, it wasn't planned, but, but it's okay because it depends on what you do with that. How are you going to handle that? How are you going to see it? That's
2: like, that's the puzzle for source. This creative force that is our source, our very being, takes that on as yes. a challenge. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But the yeah. one and really you know, important like point here, one important point, and I know so many of the stories you researched showed this as well, that. Even if we experience hurt here, even if we experience physical challenges here, ultimately that creative force is not hurt.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's right. It's all a living and learning experience. And that's what happens with the life review. People will feel really bad about what they've done and they'll be starting to beat up on themselves. And, and the guides that are with them will say, don't worry, it's just a learning experience. It's just learning and growing.
2: Yeah. And if we can understand that here and now, that's where we find the peace. Mm, Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I'm just going to open up your book here. Here we go. Page. How about 43? Perfect. The chapter title is love. What did those who died and came back to talk about it? Learn about love.
1: Love is more than an emotion. Love is the foundation of our being. We are love. And what? it's up to us to go ahead. Well, what does that mean? That's... We are love. I know, but I want to hear you. <laughs> well, but, um, well, what, what? because we are source and source is love and we are source. So therefore we are also love. But. And we are created from love, that source uses that love power to create with. And so we are love power. It, this physical body that we're dealing with and, and living in, um, this physical world is love power, and it's created through love. So, it's a, it, And love is um, far bigger and far more. It's a power, it's, it's a, an emotion, of course, and it's a sense of being. And what did those who had near death or
2: death experiences? How did they experience this love?
1: Oh, yeah, they were just—they—they they felt like there was more love that was surrounding them, and and they—they—they they, they were overwhelmed with it. They—they they just couldn't believe they'd never felt that much love in their life. And no, not one person out of all those people could describe it. And, and tell it. They just went on and on saying how magnificent it was. One lady said that it was like every cell was being caressed in love of her body. Every cell of her body was caressed in love. It was just beyond description. And you know,
2: yet I'm being, I know that so many of you listening right now, and even I, we listen to this and we say, well, I want that now. But that's what the spiritual path is about. It's about Finding more and more of that. That's what, what I'm. why I'm exploding right now, because I'm taking on more and more of that. And I hope you're feeling it, too, and taking that on board, shining your light. It's to experience what we are, in essence. It's yes. this love. Yes. Yes. We'll get there. Yes. We'll get back to that place where we feel it all in its fullness. But that's why those who died came back to tell about it, so that they could help us to have the Fun of remembering now who we are. Would you agree with that, Lynn? Yes, totally. Yes. I, re- I remember feeling, feeling that now. on a on a healer's table and saying, "Why would anybody come back after feeling this bliss, except?" To serve and share it with others. Yeah, I hope yeah, that all of yeah. you can find that within yourself. Because here's a quote straight out of Lynn's book, The Wonder of You. We don't have to do anything to deserve love and acceptance. It's eternally ours. Nor do we have to die to experience this unconditional love. It's within you just waiting to be discovered. Hmm. Those are
1: your yeah, words. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And that's true. That's true. But all we need to do is acknowledge our reality.
2: So I turned the page here in your book, The Wonder of You, and here's the next chapter. It's called Light. Everybody always says, oh, I send you love and light. I do it myself. And probably that's when Ty rolls his eyes behind my back. I send you love and light. (laughs) Well, what does it mean, that light, Lynn? It's right here in the book.
1: Yeah, well, the light is certainly more than the light. Of course, people talk about it as, sorry, excuse me, um, huge, this huge, powerful light that's stronger than any sun they could imagine. Um, But the thing is that the light is a being. It's alive, it's an entity, and it's our home. That is but it's but been. it's not
2: a per, it's not like a body with arms and legs, right? No, 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 no,
1: no. Uh-huh. Unless it wants to manifest that way, but that's not its natural state. Its natural state is energy. I love it. Yeah. And that is, we are a part of that, yes. right? We
2: are yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And so those who yeah. die, and so many of your accounts in your books show it, they. Cross the veil, and they're just drawn to this light that now is ever present. It's they're yeah. so aware of it, and they're just
1: enmeshed in it and become it. Wow. Yes, yes. And then they become a part of crea- creating as well, and they can actually know that they are helping, or I don't know what that's a bad word. Um, they are a part of the creating. They, they yeah. also create. But it's more it's more conscious this time because here we're not conscious of co- conscience, constantly creating. But when we're in the light, we do. We realize that. Yeah, that's the problem with being
2: in this realm of time and space. We become aware of being co-creators, but it sometimes takes a while to see the results of our actions. Whereas mm-hmm. in the... Non-physical realms, it's instantaneous. You see the results Mm -hmm. of consciousness creating, and we are that. Now, you have in this chapter on the light, you wrote everyone, including atheists, in their reports, related to the light, with a capital L, as the supreme creator. Everyone. That's phenomenal. Yes.
1: Yes. Every single person who connected with the light saw it as being more than You know, just a bright light. They recognize. And and they would ask, are you God? And the answer would come back. "Uh, Well, you know what? I can't remember the exact words, but it was sort of like, yes, I am the creator. Something like that
2: but they knew they were one with it because here yeah. two major aspects yeah. of the light stand out. These people weren't just a part of the light. They were the light closer than a drop that's of right. water to the ocean or oxygen to air.
1: Yes. Yes. That's right. Yeah. It's so exciting. I just love it. <laughs> I do too. I, I do it. too. It's so freeing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because it, 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 it just explains who we are, why we're here, why we have this urge to love each other and to, to create and to do better all the time because that's what the creator is and does. And it's flowing through us because we're this little minuscule point of
1: experience of it. So Lynn,
2: I know that everybody,
1: what's that? I was just going to say, if we just understand that we are creators, then we can create a better world. We can create, you know, um, the uh, caring and 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 we could do that right this very minute through just being um, all that we we want to see in the world. That that phrase, you know, be the love that you want to see in the world. Well, that's all we need to do, and the world would be beautiful.
2: Uh. It's very clear if everybody understood that instantly. If everybody would stop what they were doing and listen to this show right now (laughs) and together (laughs) focus on love, well, it's really pretty obvious. Then we would all see the oneness and there would be change. But that's what, you know, that's part of this whole creative process, though, that we look around us and not everybody's there. So there's lots of room for improvement. And that's pretty hopeful. Now, how about any stories that you encountered of people who died who were doubters, doubters about an afterlife or an ever
1: life? Sure. Um, well, the doubters, of course, say that uh, it's just, um, chemicals or the brain breaking down or, you know, some, some kind of outside element that's causing this thing that the, within the brain and, um, some of these, stem, these cases cannot be the chemicals or the breaking down the brain. The brain stops functioning about a half hour to three quarters of an hour. Uh, the, stem, the brain stem still has some electrical kind of systems happening back there. But that's the only part of the brain, and that fades out by a half hour to three quarters of an hour after death. After that, there's nothing. There's nothing there. These people, some people were gone for 13, 14 hours, and they came back in the morgue in a state of rigor mortis, and 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 you can't have that, and that can't be the brain breaking down. It can't be the chemicals. There was one case that that blew everybody away, and he was gone for. 29 hours oh my goodness and yeah and and i think i have it in that book but if i don't he was a sailor and he got poisoned coral in his foot and he was diving and he got coral and so they got him onto the ship but it was too late and he died but before he died for some reason the um the doctor the ship's doctor had had um had EEG put on his brain, and they kept, they kept it there. They just didn't turn it off, and so there he is, this body there for 29 hours, and he sits up, and there's this, the EEG still <laughs> still going, so it's it's recorded, oh. and that, that cannot means. be the breaking down of the brain. The other thing is that they know things, they experience things, they they come back with information they couldn't possibly have but their body is sitting there on a slab somewhere or in a bed somewhere or wherever it is, um, how can they have known that stuff over there? You know, it just doesn't make any sense. So there's a lot of, and Dr. Long has um, nine points of things that people come back that they know that they couldn't possibly know um, under normal circumstances.
2: Now you've got us asking, do you know what
1: nine specific things? Yes, yes. Like for example, sometimes a person, and I've read this in my in my research, um, sometimes a person will die and meet another person in their or loved one um, that has also died and they you know, meet each other on the other side. One will come back and say, well, I met so-and-so there, but Nobody else in the family knows that so-and-so died. There you go. You know, so that's the kind
2: of thing I'm talking about. And let's just pause there a second, too, because so many people who listen to this show listen because they have a loved one who has passed. And it's one of the things we all so badly want to know. Did they meet up with other loved ones? And when I die, will I meet up with them? So I love that the research supports what I, as a medium, hear all the time that, of course, you're met by your loved ones. Yes very 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 yeah. very, very affirming very yeah. yeah uh what were you talking about just before that and then we went off on a tangent i don't know but the, the, you're just so full of excitement for this and we were talking on the break and do you mind if i tell people your age no <laughs> Not at all. so everybody lynn is 85 years old and i know some of you are are getting up there too and it's just so obvious that you know age is just inconsequential in this life we are just joyous when we find our passion about awakening there's no end to the joy that we can enjoy and there's another warning for ty watch out honey i'm going to be like this forever <laughs> 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 but i love that you're still writing books and you're still researching and we're we're just continuously learning and creating that's why we're here so if all of you are are feeling Bored or useless, or I'm getting old and there's nothing for me to do. Find a new passion. It's what your soul wants to do mm-hmm. to create, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and to connect, to connect with others, and, to serve others—that's what it's all about. And as far as as age goes, the the soul doesn't age. There is no age. That's right. <laughs> yes.
2: You look in the in the mirror and say, "Who's who's that looking back at me?" I feel the same as I always did, right? <laughs> Yes, that's true. Would you mention some of the other specific things, though, that that show that this was a death experience besides meeting loved ones and coming back and bringing information you oh, might not have, um, others might not have known?
1: yeah well they have knowledge sometimes they can watch their loved ones uh their mom or dad or whatever at at, on on earth and know what they're feeling know what they're they're experiencing know what they're doing and come back and tell them everything that they've done and and how would they know you know their body is over there laying you know um they they can know secrets about people, uh, and it's not secrets. It's not like I'm I'm just going to butt in on somebody else's life. It's that it's just automatic, that because we're one, we know what the other guy is thinking when we're not in our body. And so I know I I, I got to interrupt you here, Lynn,
2: because my mother came to me on my birthday and she told me something my brother had been thinking about. And I called him to tell him and he said, oh, my God, she knows what I'm thinking. And I said, get used to it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, And and they love you. They love you more than you can ever imagine. And it doesn't matter if there was an issue before death or not, it's gone. For the people on the other side, it just never happened. It's just petty stuff. Did you all hear that? So just ditch the guilt, okay?
2: Pretend you died and you're the soul. That is so helpful to do that. Hear what Lynn just said, okay? It's gone when you pass. We see the bigger picture. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember what it was that you said that I wanted to make a point of. That you have several stories in this wonderful book, The Wonderful The Wonder of You, of people who died and they come back into the body in the morgue. You yes. know, and all of a sudden their yeah. eyes are blinking or they sit up. Can you imagine being the Morgue worker.
1: Yeah, yeah, ah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's been some shocks going on. Yeah, that's for sure. No mm-hmm. but, and, yeah, and and that isn't that isn't rare. You know, I I've read a number of those in my in my travels. As a matter of ah. fact, if you want to learn some, uh, if you want to study some of your own for the audience, uh, go to NDERF and then. In the search engine, look for Mork. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so that's that the non Near Death
2: Experience Research foundation.org dot org and I was just on it this morning to look at it and there really are I think forty seven hundred or forty three hundred personal accounts and being added to all the time. In fact, they're looking for volunteers mm. to translate some of the uh, yeah. those that come in foreign languages. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. it's fascinating, yeah. and in fact, my guides were saying, if every this morning if everyone would read one n d e account per day, it would open our beliefs to more and more awareness of the magnificence of who we are and the limitless nature of what we are
1: and the magnificence of each other yes you know, we, 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 we are we are magnificent and so is that other person and and the world and the animals and everything in it
2: i'm so glad you made that point yeah how has this research changed you lynn
1: oh well i think it's it's opened my eyes i really didn't get that um that we are the source that that didn't come at all. I had my experiences. I have an experience that I've talked about in the beginning of, this, of the Wonder of You, and that was all about oneness, but I didn't get it until years later. And this just put everything just together, and it has changed me from the point of view that I see others in a different way, and I'm much more zen in my kind of thinking than I used to be,
2: That is beautiful, and that is the biggest challenge I find, that people can't allow themselves to accept, I am this expression of God, and it's that word that limits us, but you got it, and that's the whole point of all of this. When you can realize you are the light, think light bulbs, guys and turn it up (laughs) it's okay shine on and see that light in others is what lynn's saying just a minute to go here lynn any final words you have for those listening
1: um well just to know and trust yourself that you can survive difficulties and you have it within you to to get through whatever's happening you you're okay you're going to be fine. The other question the other point I would like to make is that please go to my website. It's uh, com. It's super easy to find. Yeah. And what will they find there? Well, there they'll find all kinds of stuff I have. Um my books <clears throat> and I also have um uh, articles I write I write articles for magazines and so okay. on And I also all
2: right. well, I'm just going to have to send them there as we run out of time but if there are anything okay. your articles okay. like the wonderfully inspiring things in your book we're all going to continue to be inspired by you Lynn because we all share that same light thank you everybody see you here next week and thank you Lynn
0: Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience.